You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth and relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to Change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. We're starting a new series today called Hope. Hope. Anybody ever need hope? Raise your hand if you ever need hope. Okay. Right. Just about everybody. The reason this came up, guys, was because have you been noticing the news lately about the suicide rate? Remember in times past we have always equated um, financial success with healthy emotions? So, so how many of you guys are familiar with some people that have just taken their lives recently? Movie stars. Uh, sh- shout out. Who, who have you heard? Kate Spade lady, okay. Multi million dollars, okay. Who is that? Robin Williams. Who else? Guy on the Young and the Restless, okay. The food guy that traveled to all different, yeah. Who else? Do you know anybody personally that have committed suicide? I see one. That's it. Two. So hope is necessary. Hope is needed. Um, 
Has anybody ever dealt with, and you can close your eyes on this. When I ask you to close your eyes, that's because I'm the only one that want to see. Just close your eyes. Other than security, I know they, they got to be secure. You ever known anybody that dealt with depression, serious depression? Slip up your hand. Anybody that dealt with hopelessness where there is no hope? Okay. All right, you can put your hand down. All right. So let's talk about it. Write this down. Oh, by the way, we are a conversational church, so if you got something you want to add or questions you need to ask, just raise your hand and somebody will bring Mike to you. Everybody do like it. Say two. two. Only two minutes. Okay? <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, how many minutes? Two. Because how many of y'all know we got some long-winded folk? They want to preach after I preach. Okay? So two minutes. And, and we'll take the bike from you. Okay? All right? Also, uh, you, you, you have notepads. If you want a, um, a notepad and a pencil, just raise your hand because we found out through research that you forget 95% of what you just learned within 24 hours. And we want to make sure you don't forget this. So hope allows us to see and faith allows us to do. Hope allows us to see and faith allows us to do. So if, if we looked at, you know, I'm telling you this story about in John chapter 5, verse 6 through 9. It talks about there was an impotent man, a guy that, that couldn't walk. And he had this condition for over 38 years, say 38 years. 38 years. Now it doesn't say whether he had to, just whether he had the condition or whether he went to the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. We're not sure. But how many of y'all can't wait 38 years for stuff? <laughs> Lord, I've been believing for how many? Three days. What about three hours? But, but Latrice, I love how you said she changed the time. She had changed the time. God, God be doing stuff with her. Don't he, he'll help us. He'll, he'll help us get straight. So you know, the, 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 it goes in John chapter six. It talks about how in John chapter five, verse six through nine, it talks about how this pool of the Bethesda, where an angel would come down and he would touch the water, and the water would bring healing to whoever stepped in the pool next. So. How do we know the man had hope? Because he would go to the pool. Where we say hope sees. So he would go to the pool. Like I said, it doesn't say whether he went to the pool every day for 38 years, but we do know that he had it for 38 years. So he kept at it. He could see himself healed. He said in himself, how do we know it? Because that's what he did. He went to the pool. And he would go there hoping that he would be the next one. But it goes on to say that before he stepped in, somebody else would step. How many of y'all know it was somebody faster than him? But see, God equalizes everything. So God sent Jesus, and Jesus said, will you be made whole? See, sometimes we want what other people don't want. Why would Jesus ask him, will he be made whole? Because maybe he didn't want to be made whole. Maybe he just wanted his legs straight. So Jesus always asks. He always asks his question. So then what happened was, so remember faith, hope sees? He could see himself getting in the pool. But when Jesus came, he said, take up your bed and walk. Faith does. So that's the difference between hope. Hope sees, but faith does. Faith is an act. So he could have continued to hope, but not pick up his bed and walk. How does a lame man pick up his bed and walk? That's where faith comes in. So you have to do what you can't do to operate in the principles of God. Amen? So, so if I ask you what's the difference between hope and faith, you'll know, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, so what's hope? See what they say. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did, did, did he ask? Did he got it? Okay, okay. Uh, what, what, what y'all doing over here? Oh, she, she, she got it? Okay. Dale, what happened over here? Miss Bella, what happened over there? No, no, I'm talking about your neighbor. Does your neighbor know? Oh, okay. She said, I ain't even talking to her. I ain't even talking to her. All right, so look. Hope is a decision. Make sure you write that down, guys. In, in Psalms chapter 16, verse 8, 8 through 9, it says, I have set the Lord continually before me. What does that mean? I set the Lord continually before me. Whatever I find in his word, I set it before me. No matter what situation it is that comes up, it's before me. Because he is at my right hand, and I will not be shaken. So, what does that tell us, Corey? Is that enemy comes to shake you. But what are you supposed to hold on to? Supposed to hold on to faith. He gave you a word, and you stay with that word. Therefore, my heart is glad. What, what, what's with your heart? How is your heart going to be glad? 
because I continually have the Lord before me. It didn't say I continually had a bill before me. Didn't say I continue to have sickness before me. Didn't say I continue to have that jacked up relationship before me. Didn't say I have that, that, that fun, funny little job before me. It says that I have the Lord before me. So that's what I hold on to. Guys, in Hebrews it talks about hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. For he that promised will fulfill it. So guys, let's say that this is my promise. I got the word of God and he says, by his stripes, I'm healed. So that's the promise. He said, I, I set that before me. So I got this promise. Now, Chris, he wants to take the promise from me. So do I just, okay, Chris, you can have it. <laughs> you can have it. I didn't deserve it. I was supposed to be sick. I just gave my promise away. And the scripture says the last state of the man will be worse than the first. So, let me, let me get this stuff back. All right, I'm, I'm an Indian giver. I, I just took it. Oh, that, that's in, in, not correct. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me. Don't write me. Don't email me. That, just, just forgive me. Just forgive me. So anyway, let's go back to continually hope. So if I continue, so this is my healing. I've been standing for one hour, 20 minutes. The situation come up. So now. I understand that I, I, should, God, I have to hold on to this. If I want it, i got to hold on to it continually. So when I wake up in the morning, do I have this in my hand? You mean I'm not supposed to let it go while I'm sleeping? So when I uh, get up, brush my teeth, do I hold on to it? When I go to work, do I hold on to it? When situations get tough, do I hold on to it? When do I let this go? I let it go when the healing manifests itself. The only time, if it's 38 years, how long do I hold on to it? 38 years. This is not microwave faith. Microwave faith said just pop it in there in 30 seconds, she's done. But you got to stand. You never let go of what he's promised you. Say never. never. So what are you believing for that you have let go of? Uh-oh, I'm getting nosy now. I'm getting nosy, brother. Oh, all right. Talk to me. What have you let go of that you got to recommit to holding on to? You raise your hand. Talk to me. A- anybody ever let go of something? Okay. Anybody? So you need to hold on. Continually. Go ahead, Michelle. I can say I, I had let go of relationships. Okay. All right. Like, you mean like romantic type? relationships uh-huh. okay. kind of let that go because uh-huh. it didn't work out so good okay. wasn't looking too great okay. so it's like well maybe that's not for me so I let that go okay. so at now it's time to oh. hope again okay, okay. go go over okay all right she got that thing so guys you hold on to it you're holding on to some stuff if you got lack in your life you hold on to abundance you got sickness in your life you hold on to health but you don't let go of it until it manifests Follow me? Okay, that's for somebody. Uh, Romans 15, 13. May the God of who? What kind of God we serve? The God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace. So if you have hope, you can have the joy. If you have the joy, you can have the peace. See, he always stair-step things like he's building something. Through the experience of your faith. How how am I going to get joy and hope and peace? Through the experience of my faith. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, see, I don't have to do it by myself. Holy Spirit is going to help me. Abound in hope, overflowing with confidence in his promises. What am I holding on to? His promises. So what is it that you need to believe for? You got to hold on to. For whatsoever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the Bible had no relevance for today. The Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So... That book, that Bible was written for my instructions. So there's something in there that I can use in 2019. 2020, 25, on up. So that through endurance, see that word again, endurance and encouragement of the scriptures. What I got to get encouraged by? You can tell me something. You can encourage me, but the final word is that word. Find a scripture to support what you believe in God and overflow with confidence in his promises. Overflow with confidence. I'm not just carrying this around for my own good. 
I'm carrying it around because there's a promise attached to it. I can quote that promise at any time. Follow me? So he's spoken things into our life that we have to hold on to. Because if we don't, we're going to enter into that place of hopelessness. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Hebrews uh, 10, 23. Let us seize. That's what I got, the promise in my hand. And hold tightly the confession of our hope. That word is my hope. That confession is my hope. Without wavering, for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. See, he's faithful to his word before he's faithful to you. Because you got to have something to give back to him. Because the enemy talked to you. How many of y'all know the enemy talked to you? What did what, he tell you? Y'all talk to him. Raise, raise your hand. Get on the mic. Mike coming your way. Mike back there. What does the enemy say? So I was fasting secular music because I knew I had to minister uh-huh. on Sunday. And Drake apparently came out with a new album okay. over the weekend. Okay. And I love Drake. <laughs> and I was like, ah! And, like, I'm on Instagram all the time. Uh-huh. And, like, they're, like, sound clips and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. So I was like, can I listen to Drake real quick? Okay. She held on to the promise. <laughs> I know what she's going to do after church. <laughs> listen to Drake. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Okay, devil tells you you too old. Wayne still for three years on, on the promise. Yeah, we had to grab his hand sometimes. So he wouldn't. <laughs> y'all know you can do that, right? Faith, you know you can do that? You can grab somebody's hand, grab my hand. She, she can see that I'm getting ready to let go. This hand right here. Okay. She, she can see I'm getting ready to let go. And see, she grabs. You, you make sure I don't, I don't let go. See? See, the word says where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is to see to it that it happens. So it's okay to ask for help. Man, I had to tell her, let go. Good grace. <laughs> my hand back. I seize it. Seize it. The only thing that you should be thanking is the promise that you're believing for. Any other thought is irrelevant. You don't think about anything else. If I'm in abundance, if I need healing, then the only thing I'm talk- thinking about is the fact that I'm healed. You follow me? All right. Y'all ready for this? When we lose hope, we lose our dreams. How many people tossed away their dreams because they lost hope? Well, I've been believing for two days now. It hadn't come to pass. So it, it must not, it's going to happen. I've been believing for my healing for two days. But what's attached to that, guys? Why did you lose your dream? Because you lost hope. And guys, I'm as sympathetic as I can be. But though I, I see those people who have passed, made a decision. I pray for them and their family. But somewhere along the line, they lost hope. They lost hope in the fact that tomorrow wouldn't be any better than today. Yes, ma'am. Failure is attached to it. Okay, in what way? Um, you like, I dream or I have a dream to okay. do something uh-huh. and then it, something says you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Okay. So okay. I don't pursue that okay. anymore. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, self-sabotage. Okay. And when it says what? Um, well, I didn't do this, so I can't get here. Okay. Or in the past, I haven't been able to get here, so I'm definitely not going to get there. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Who else? Y'all had some dreams? Where you put them? Oh, wait, wait a minute, Mike. Mike. No, you, you go my way. Okay, okay. That's how that works. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I get nervous with Mike. Okay, that, that's all right. That's all right. I got somebody beside you. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to piggyback on what she was saying about uh, fail. Uh huh, okay. We don't understand in order to succeed, okay. you have to fail. Okay, all right. But like she said, we fail, we just want to give up. Okay, we fail, we want to give up. And, and how many times can we fail? Many as it takes. The scripture says a righteous man will fall how many times? Seven, seven times. times. So we got six times before we can get to seven. But see, take into account the anointing. God upon your flesh doing only that which God can do. So whenever we're we dealing with dreams, hopes, take into account the anointing. You can ask God, God, you know, I'm feeling some kind of way on this one. I, I don't see my way clear. Can you help me? He, he says, Help my unbelief. So you can ask for help un- unless you're too prideful to ask God for help. Uh-oh. Say, name. I'm not even going to say nothing about that one. Okay, okay, okay. All right. What about our drive? When we lose hope, do we lose our drive? 
I don't feel like it. I don't want to. Why are you calling me? Won't you bother somebody else? I told you. People get mad at Curly all the time because, you know, she's, she's an American director. And she asked the people in the beginning of the year, what's your goals? They tell her what her goal is. So when she reminded what the goal is, why are you bothering me? I thought I told you. People get upset with your pastor. Say your pastor. Because you told me that you would believe in God for such and such. I touched and agreed, and then I'm the only one standing. Now I'm looking at the clock. That means I'm not looking at nobody in particular. I'm standing. How you doing? Uh, Pastor, you just don't know. I know because we touched and agreed at such and such time and such and such date that God manifested itself. Right, Top? We, we, we on the same page? Top and I, we on the same page? Okay. When we lose hope, we lose our beliefs. So in order to lose hope, I have to stop believing in something. Whatever took me there, that was more powerful to me than what God's word says. What beliefs have you stopped living? What things have you stopped talking to yourself? What things have you stopped saying to yourself? We, we lose, when we lose hope, we lose our health. Latrice was in a, in, in a bad way a couple of months ago. Everybody went quiet. Y'all waiting for me to tell you what happened. <laughs> she got hope. She, she, she got hope. She grabbed on to something. Then she started coming to church. She got a little bit more. A little bit. Every time she came, she got better. Every time she came, she got better. Now, she, she get here all the time. Uber. And, and by the way, anybody live near Uber, bring her to church. Just, just pick her up. Say, hey, sis, I live near you. I don't want to put nobody on spot. Y'all just know who y'all. Where you live? Southside. Southside. Say Southside. Southside. Now, surely somebody live over Southside. <laughs> Girl, catch the bus, Uber, what else? Ski, whatever. She get here. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, that's not true. That's not true. They'll look at me like, what? <laughs> we lose, when we lose hope, we lose our life. And I'm so amazed at how many people say, I never saw it coming. But they gave you signs. They told you things. They said things. They started giving things away that had important value. Uh, the young man, uh, gentleman with uh, Young and the Restless, one of the things that he said is that, well, what was honey about, I, I'll, I'll be at rest. G- give my wife the mic. This a rough. Of what His you son committed suicide a couple of years prior, and he said you never get over the grief until you join them. Wow. So is that a red flag? You have said some things. We have stopped, we have stopped ministry to bring people up to dealing with depression or uh, uh, thinking suicidal thoughts because it's real, guys. You smile, you grin, you act like everything okay, but you're telling us something. Just listen on the inside. And look for, don't look for the ones that you always see. Look for the ones who were very, very in your face, talking, excited, and then all of a sudden they start to isolate. All of a sudden they start to withdraw. You t- start talking about, hey, in July, wh- wh- where are we now, February? March, April, May, June, July, five months away, and they don't say nothing because they don't plan to be here. Listen, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. This mental health thing is serious. What was it, Illinois on Friday? Killed five people, wounded five, and they keep replaying the record. He was about to be fired. So what was his hope saying? Or hopelessness, for lack of a better word. I've been here for 15 years. How am I going to feed my family? If they fire me, I won't be able to get another job. So I tell you what, I'm not going to suffer by myself. I'm going to take some people with me. Follow me? It's real. The scripture says in Revelation that men's hearts will fail them for fear. I don't want to see tomorrow because I'm afraid of what might be there. All right, so let's look at hope zappers. Everybody say zappers. Y'all know them bug machines? Go zit, zit, zit. Some of y'all stand out there and look at them like, okay, I want to see this bug explode. Okay, all right? Money challenge. Anybody ever had money challenge? Raise your hand. Like, just don't care. Okay. <laughs> money challenge is that, man. It do something to you. 
I mean, early on in, in Curly's our marriage, you know, I was thinking, I was calculating that day. Deborah, I was calculating. I was like, let me see, I'm worth more dead than alive. <laughs> Y'all laugh, I was serious. And then I thought about, well, how can I do this to make sure that she get the money? And then came Jesus. Hallelujah. Then I had to hold on. So we made a decision was, it's not Curly's debt, it's, my, it's not my debt, it's our debt. You follow me? Because we get to blame. How many of y'all ever got to blame it? Y'all know what I mean about get to blame it? Well, 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 when you get to blame it, what do you say? I, I know you get to blame it. Uh, go, go ahead, raise your hand. <laughs> to me, I, I know it went over there, that, 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 my daughter over there. Well, what do y'all do when y'all get to blame it? When y'all start to blame, that's just the professional term. Tell the other person what they did. How they wasted money, okay? Okay. Mic check in my own. Corey like, okay. oh my lord. Yeah, so we went out to eat on Friday, right? Okay, uh-huh. And I've been doing real good to his pockets okay. since we moved out and got our own place. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, okay, in my head, okay, my burger's only twelve dollars. I'll drink water. That's what I've been taught all my life. Blah blah. Amen. He ordering appetizers and all this, and in my head, I'm like, he better not deduct this from my other eating out budget because we're supposed to eat out twice a week. Okay, okay. And I was just like, if, if he tells me I went over budget, he went over. Ooh. Because he was just ordering, but he's okay. the one that has to pay. So. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Y'all hear that, right? You, you got that? You got that? I was just talking about blaming. That's a good example right there. Okay? Top you straight? All right, so money challenges. Guys, run to instead of run from. Always run to and run instead of run from. Family and relationship baggage. Anybody ever had baggage? Family stuff? Okay, see, some of y'all won't raise your hand because y'all sit inside family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, what does that baggage look like? Family baggage. Faith Chapman about family baggage. What does that look like? Not just because you, I just know you're on top of things. Um, sometimes your family can hold you back. Okay. How do they do that? Um, because you can get afraid of what they think or what okay. they may say. Okay. All so right. therefore you won't do because uh-huh. you're afraid of if you do what they're going to say or what they're going to think about you. Okay, that's true. So the baggage kind of stays with you and keeps you from doing what you really want to do. Okay. All right. Their problems become your problems. Ooh, how's that? um, Let's just say if they come up with something or the weight, well, you're my family. You're supposed to help me. Okay. So that that's, that's a famous line on that. Okay, yeah. Ain't we family? Okay. Not at the moment, but... (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else have family baggage? You got one? Just having a parent tell you okay. you're never going to amount to anything. Okay. I don't know why you can't do anything right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Talk down to you. That's a, that's a hope zap. Well, why try? Aging and, and, and deceased loved ones. When you're seeing your parents start to age. When you see health challenges start to, to manifest themselves, that's a hope zapper. Because you were hoping by the time you, you say, I finally got my finance together, I'm going to start treating my mother or start treating my father, and then you look at it and you see some health issues. Father, it, it, it can zap you, man. It can zap your hope. Unrealistic expectations. Y'all say that together. Y'all say it fast. You ready? B, you ready? Unrealistic expectations. So if you 60 years old, seasoned, you got me sharing. Sharing you with me. Okay? I'm 60. And you never rode a bike before, then you think you're supposed to ride 10 miles. Is that an unrealistic expectation? You never save money in your life, but I want $1,000 in two days. You never, you, you, you never open up a savings account. You don't even know how to do it. You start a new job. You've been working for two days. And you want to be CEO. <laughs> Unrealistic expectation. Guys, people can grab that thing and not let it go. I should have this by now. What, 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 what they call it after you get middle age or something? Uh, midlife crisis. Why is there a crisis? Because you replaying what you thought you should have did. Write this down. This is challenging for some folks. Live in the moment. Live in the moment where Jesus is. He's always present. So where are we supposed to be? Present. Not living by yesterday. Live in the moment where Jesus is, in the presence. Social isolation. 
That's when I know something going on when people were excited about the Lord in the church. Dun, dun. And then all of a sudden they start isolating themselves. You, you text them, say, hey, how you doing? You don't hear nothing. They act like they don't know your number. You don't see them no more. They want to be by themselves. Because it's a pity party going on. You offended them. Somebody offended them. Say somebody. Somebody, somebody offended Because remember I told y'all that to somebody you are evil in their story. <laughs> Come on, y'all. If Jesus were like that, Jesus was perfect. Made no mistake. Right, Nicole? And, and they hung him on the cross. I dare you heal somebody on the Sabbath day. You wouldn't care if that was your butt in that position. Heal me on the Sabbath day, on the Sunday day, on the Friday day, midnight, morning. Okay, here we go. I hope that is negative thoughts. Guys, people don't understand a flight simulator. They put, before you ride on a plane, they have put that pallet in a flight simulator. And that simulator is so adequate that that pallet responds and reacts and sweats just as if he was flying that plane. That's what your thought life does to you. Every Olympian that you see, especially during the skis or the ice skating, they'll shut their eyes before they get ready to do what they do because they're replaying in their mind what their routine is going to be because they have done that so much that the mind does not recognize whether they're doing it for real or whether it was imagination. You follow me? So our thought lights are negative thoughts. How many of us ever had negative thoughts? Everybody in here I raise hand. Y'all trying to be cool with it. Some of them, you know, doing like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a negative thought right there. I'm too proud to even do what the pastor said. Okay, I'm just going to go on, though, honey. I'm going to just move on. Okay? All right, hopelessness. Now, we've been talking about hope. Now, let's talk about hopelessness because that is a real thought. Ness. <coughs> that means you bypass hope altogether and you go to ness. Darkness, no plan. I can't reach it. Check this out. I'm going to minister to you on this. So the word hopeless means incapable of redemption. That means buying back or improvement. It can't get better. So stop even thinking about it getting, getting better. Incapable of redemption means buy back. I can't get it back. I can't get back my health. I can't get back my finances. I can't get back my relationship. It, it will not improve. So I tell you what, it's over with. Not capable of a remedy or a cure. Certain people told, Sharon, how many times you were told cancer? Twice? Four times. Wow. Four times. And when we hear the word cancer, we think death. But somewhere along the line, she had to maintain hope, and how do we know that? She's still here. Somebody with the same symptoms are no longer here. Girl, you here from Florida? Happy to see you. Happy to see you. Okay. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. I thought she went in social isolation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Move out of town on Facebook. All. Ain't no talk about you. I'm not going to talk about you publicly. That, that, that's all right. I, I'm going to keep on going. I'm still going. Still going. Amen. Hallelujah. She flew out of social isolation. <laughs> We've been praying for you, sister. Yes, sir. Something we saw on Facebook. We say, got to pray. Curly, let's pray. Y'all know y'all pastor, pastor, just straight up. Amen, amen. You wasn't hopeless, amen. All right, let me get back on track, back on track. Roscoe, I'm back on track, all right? All right, all right look, hold, hold, hold on to it. Now, hold on to it when you leave, though. Okay, all right. okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hopelessness, having no expectation. Y'all read this one with me together. Having no expectations of good or success for the present or the future. Anybody ever been there? Y'all talk to me. Raise your hand if you ever been there. Not only did you have no hope for the present, the situation you're in, but you couldn't see yourself getting out. People took themselves out. But Jesus is the answer. Guys, you got to start on it right away. You guys, write this down, recurring thought. Recurring thought, and let me say it and then you say how you write it. It's a thought that you continually think that grabs and adds more to it. A recurring thought is a thought that you continually think and it grabs and adds more to it. 
when there is a recurring thought, it doesn't grab something different than itself. It grabs something more dangerous than itself. So I, 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 don't, even, I don't even want to live. I don't even want to see tomorrow. Well, then it's going to grab that thought, and it's going to start showing you how you can make this come to pass. Follow me? There's no way we can pay this bill. It's going to grab that thought and show you nothing but lack. It won't show you abundance. People deal with, before you get into a hopeless state, you deal with a recurring thought. And so tell me what a recurring thought can say. Just want to make sure you're paying attention. Raise your hand if you, you know what a, you know somebody that has recurring thoughts. Let, let me put it like that. Because we always want to talk about somebody else, right? Okay, in the back, recurring thought would say what? Or just me? This will never change. This will never change. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, okay. And it also adds, I'm tired of waiting. Okay, I'm done, finished. I just can't see a way out. Can't see a way out. Write this down. The biggest enemy of hopelessness is the future. Because, see, they, they don't plan for it. The biggest enemy of hopelessness is the future. It doesn't plan for the future. When you lose hope, you don't plan for the future. I was talking to a Marine the other day, and, and he was sharing with me about how he chose who he, he hung around with once they got in basic training and then once they went into war. He said, I always hung around with the people who talked about what they were going to do once they get out. He said, the people who didn't have plans, hey, man, you know, I can't wait to get back to the States and do such and such. If he didn't hear that, he said, I, I didn't hang around with them because their plan was not to come back, and I didn't want to go with them. Who are you hanging around with that don't want to see tomorrow? It's real. Take, take your time. My, my grandmother always had a um, saying, um, choose your friends wisely because friends will carry you, but that doesn't mean they're going to bring you back. Okay. okay. So I That's lived good. with that a, yeah. a long time. Like I always walk with that. Yeah. Like Friends yeah. will carry you, but that doesn't mean they're going to bring you back. Amen. My dad was 58 years old when he passed. And when he was in the hospital, we were praying. Remember, Madeline? We were praying that he would live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But I didn't know that at an early age, my dad had told my mom, I won't live to be old. So I'm laying hands and I'm praying for something that dad hadn't planned for, which was the future. So he said, he told her later on as he started to get sick, he says, I won't live to see the New Year's. He died on December 31st. Because his, his word, his vow, his, his recurring thought was, I won't live to see the New Year's. So we, we, Curl and I, we praying. We laying hands, laying hands over your head, everything. You're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I remember I, I was at the movie theater, and I was looking at Rambo. Y'all remember Rambo? I aged myself. The first one, not the 16th one. <laughs> first one. And I, I came home, and, and Curl was looking at me funny. I said, what's wrong? She said, uh, your dad passed. And I remember the first words out of my mouth, how could it be? We were believing that he would live and not die. How could that be? Then when we get to the funeral, the, the, the pastor of that church is standing up doing a eulogy, and he said, your dad said he wouldn't live to see the New Year. So then it's like, ding, 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 ding. This word thing really worked. Say word thing really worked. Really the biggest enemy of hopelessness is the future. You don't plan for it. They don't plan for it. Yes, ma'am. So is it okay to shift? Uh, my grandfather is like that. He's okay. been preparing to die for okay. a while. okay. And, uh, I mean, funeral's plan has uh -huh. given me what he thinks I'm supposed to have okay. once he's gone. Like, he's ready. Okay. I hear in church circles, you know, you can believe God for somebody else, and maybe you're staying in the gap. It's okay to let the person go if yes. they've decided that they want to go. Because there's a point where we enter from faith to witchcraft. Okay. When I'm praying against your will. If God manifested in the flesh, sent Jesus, and Jesus said, in this town, I can do no mighty works. So he recognized, Jesus even recognized, there are certain people I can't help because they don't want it. So when, when such and such decide, your, your grandfather decide, he got all the plans made, so you just rejoice with him. Yeah. And don't talk against him. Because, see, sometimes, you know, let them enjoy the light. If you know he's going to pass, then how can you enjoy him? Granddad, let's do something you never did. Let's take a cruise. Let's fly somewhere. Because, you know, Nicole always likes to go places. So just take it with you. Oh, he don't like to go anywhere. Okay, Dad, I, granddad, I'm going to hang out with you then. I'm going to bring the food to your house. 
Okay. What was the difference? You said praying, I guess, witchcraft between yeah. faith and... Witchcraft is when you pray against someone's wishes. You know, have y'all ever heard somebody say, leave me alone? Don't, don't bother me. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't do anything to me. Leave me alone. Why don't we want to leave people alone when they tell us to? <laughs> huh? Y'all talk to me. I'm open. If you tell me, stop bothering me. I don't want to hear nothing about Jesus no more. Father, you heard what he said. He don't want to hear nothing about Jesus no more. So as a result of that, I just give him to you. That's it. I ain't praying no more about that. Well, sometimes if they depress, then you will see a hopeless truth. You will see some hopeless in them. Uh-huh. And then you're trying to reach them. But they're constantly saying, I want to be alone, that type of thing. So I'm starting to pray about the fact that they say they born again, they spirit filled. If they don't kill themselves, I believe they're going to heaven. Because there was a lot of controversy about if you, you know, if you kill yourself, you won't go to heaven. So I'm just praying that they'll come to the knowledge of themselves, recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, find things to hope for. But I'm not going to keep on hounding them, guys. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah, y'all write it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me say it first, okay? They was doing bad before you got there. <laughs> People don't want to hear that. What the scripture talks about, he's going to make some to honor, some to dishonor, some wood, hay, stubble. Some people just like life the way it is. And turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm going to be your neighbor right here. Right? Y'all ready for this? Even in your family. See, it's easy to do with somebody else's family, but it is your family. Some people just want you to leave them alone. Sharon, I see you just praising God back there. <laughs> Some people just want you to leave them alone. They like being where they are. That don't mean you don't love them no more. Just say one more little thing to your neighbor. You ain't Jesus. Jazz, I know that's not correct English, but it's true. Some of us think we Jesus. Who got it, Mike? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Uh, that kind of hit home with me because I spent three years trying to communicate with my brother. Okay. He was not receptive okay. to any of my attempts. So I haven't spoken to him now. It's six years. Six About years. six years ago. Yeah. I let it go. Okay. So um, I still love him. Yeah, yeah. And if he called me tomorrow, I'm going to treat him just like I would. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I haven't spoken to him yeah. since May 18th, 19th. Okay. 2013. Okay, all right. So, uh, same way for my sister. Okay. I haven't spoken to her in what, about four years. About four years. Yeah. I love it, love it in life, okay. but, uh, and I wish her well. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, they don't want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 write this down, guys. I'm just going to help you out. How you do some things is how you do everything. Hold on one second. Okay, you, you got how you do some things, how you do everything. His brother and his sister have not only done that to him. I guarantee you, if we look and pass, we'll find out they, they did it to other people. So you just happen to be the butt of it now, but it was somebody else before it was you. We got to understand that, guys. How people do some things, how they do everything. If they talking how, about how easy they get offended, your time is a coming. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. I, I see you. I see you. I see you. I'm right here. Yes, sir. I see you with the mic. Okay. It's on. Is it on? Yes, sir. The, it's on. Yes, sir. They own it. In the, in the profession I'm in, I see so many people who are hopeless, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you want to help those people. Mm-hmm. But what I'm realizing is, like you just said, mm-hmm. you just got to let them go. Got to let them go. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know in their life, they've seen some things or experienced mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. that allowed them to get hopeless. Yeah. And so you want to be that person that say that you do have hope. Got you. Okay. But once you've done that, uh-huh. you've done all you can do. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. pretty serious. Amen. We got one here and one back there. Um, I just want to say okay. your family must be my family. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, they do my family that. baggage. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Okay. But okay. one thing I've learned is that forgiveness is necessary, but restoration is not. Okay. I love them, but I don't necessarily have to bring their baggage into my life. And um, I'm sure we related. <laughs> y- y'all talk about find out. I'm, I'm saying, when you get with these people, 
you all jacked up and ucky and they drain you and they tell you the same story 12 times in five minutes. He said, the sister said right here, think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good reward, virtuous, life-giving, and deserving of a praise. I can't praise around you. Y'all ever been called holier than thou? That, that's an honor, isn't it? Who's who been called holier than thou? Yeah, yes, I am. Then they get mad. Well, you know, y'all think about this. They talk about y'all anyway. They talk about me. Yeah, they talk about you anyway. V, what you got? My brother has drained me to the point I stepped away, okay, and I just good. pray for him. Uh-huh. But you made me think. I pray for his addiction. Okay. But once he told me, I'm always get high. Okay. So am I wrong to constantly pray for his addiction? Because he said he going to always get high. Okay. So what I would pray is, what, what's that scripture in uh, Corinthians where it talks about, uh, uh, Colossians, where it talks about, how does it say? That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that, that you will know the hope of your calling in Christ Jesus. That's how I would pray for him. Let's go ahead and do it now. You got a whole lot of people. Can y'all get in agreement with somebody else? Y'all, y'all not that selfish, y'all. You, 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 you. <laughs> I, I, B, you say his name. Carlos. Carlos. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, y'all stretch out your hands towards. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. I lift Carlos to you. I lift Carlos to you. And I bring your word back to you. And I bring your word back to you. Because it says. Because it says. That the eyes of Carlos understanding. That the eyes of Carlos understanding. Is enlightened. Is enlightened. And he'll know. And he'll know. Walk in. Walk in. And comprehend. And comprehend. The hope of his calling. The hope of his calling. And we thank you in advance. And we thank you in advance. That wherever he is. That wherever he is. And whatever he's doing. And whatever he's doing. He can't walk past that prayer. He can't walk past that prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. What time we got? 1122. So, so right now, 1122, and the day is 216, 217, 
you know, she stepped back and she was telling me, she said, I grew up with them. This one didn't have a fridge. I sent the fridge home. This one didn't have this and this and that, and that's how they treat me. So she said to me, um, I'm a descendant of the one true king, okay. and he will avenge me. So one uncle, the boldest one, <laughs> he ended up getting a heart, a heart attack. He still to this day sits in bed, can't, he could get in and out of bed, but that's about it. Another uncle is on dialysis, and it's just like, slowly but surely, everyone who tried to come against her, one by one they started coming back around her because it was like they tried to go against her, but she had so much favor that they had to one by one come back and apologize to her. Amen. So, so understand, God does not put sickness on you, but you walk out of the protection of God when you come against a believer who has not done anything to you. You walk into trouble by walking, coming against someone that has Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. And you will see it. You know, you don't, you don't have to stand and look for it. You come against me or you as a believer who know what your rights are, stuff's going to happen. And, and just for Top Gun's sake, remember in, in the scripture where it talks about, he says, when you go to them and they don't receive you. Y'all seen dogs do like it? <laughs> the dog got sense enough to shake dust off his feet. <laughs> But not me. I'm going to bring it on in. You see how that thing works, man? I've been asking. Good question. Yeah, he, he shook the dust off his feet. All right, guys, we're going to pick this up next week. I'd like to have every head bowed in there. Uh, on Thursday night. We'll pick this up on Thursday night. I'd like to have every head bowed and every eye closed. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.